Welcome, I'm Kalia, and this is the Light Above Solitude podcast, a podcast for the multifaceted soul currently in search of that special spark. Light Above Solitude is for the woman who doesn't feel safe enough to be completely authentic. I am here to tell you, you were born to stand out. I am ready to guide you out of solitude and into the light of hope, love, and freedom. I chat about self-discovery and growth through stories and lessons learned on my journey from the dark side of depression into the light of alignment. My path is paved with breakdowns and breakthroughs. While I know I'm not unique in that, my intention is to open the door and invite you through on your own path of self-discovery. I will be right here with you as we illuminate your path and you realign yourself with the truest version of you. All right, time to get lit. Hello, and welcome back to Light Above Solitude. I'm your host, Kalia. I hope that you love last week's episode about turning your mess into your message. I really liked talking about that topic, and I would like to invite you again to our live chat on this same topic. It's being held this week, um, actually tomorrow. When you're listening to this, it'll be tomorrow. It's in the Facebook group called The Spiritual Hub with Jessica T. Natale. I will have all the links in the show notes for you for that. But join us tomorrow, December 16th. It will be at 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we'll chat a little bit more about turning your mess into your message. I'd love if you would join us. Jessica is an awesome host and she runs a fantastic group. The Spiritual Hub is her baby and she takes care of us so well. We learn all about uh, all sorts of woo-woo-y stuff, which is fantastic. She has theme days, uh, Witchy Wednesdays and Tarot Tuesdays. She also comes in and does live card pulls for everybody. It's great. I would love if you would join her group and um, hang out with us in the spiritual hub. So today we're going to kind of follow up along those lines. I'm going to talk to you about why you were made to rise up and shine your brightest in the world, because that's really important. So there are plenty, plenty of examples of how beautiful, strong, majestic things have risen and um, made a name for themselves out of seemingly desolate situations. And I want to talk to you a little bit about some of those things. Like first off, the koi fish. The koi fish is definitely a symbol of making it, of succeeding against all odds. I found a website called KoiStory.com. So I'm going to read to you from Koi Story right now. An ancient tale tells of a huge school of golden koi swimming upstream at the Yellow River in China. Gaining strength by fighting against the current, the school gleamed as it swam together through the river. When they reached the waterfall at the end of the river, many koi turned back, letting the flow of the river just carry them away. The remaining koi refused to give up. Leaping from the depths of the river, they attempted to reach the top of the waterfall to no avail. 
Their efforts caught the attention of local demons who mocked their efforts and heightened the waterfalls out of malice. After a thousand years of jumping, one koi fish finally reached the top of the waterfall. The gods recognized that koi fish for its perseverance and determination, and it turned into a golden dragon. So the koi is definitely an example of success after horrible odds. Everything was against the koi fish. In fact, many of the school turned back. So I love the koi fish as a symbol of resilience, and that is one of the examples of something in nature that's really risen up and taken advantage of its situation and just never given up and made something out of themselves. Another example is, of course, the phoenix. The phoenix is a symbol of renewal and rebirth. According to the legend, each phoenix lives up to 500 years, and there's only one phoenix alive at a time, which is amazing. So cool to think about. Um, just before the phoenix um, is about to pass away, it builds a nest and it sets itself on fire. And then from the fire rises, of course, or the ashes rises a new phoenix. So that is definitely like the symbol of rebirth being that rising from the ashes, rising from somewhere that should have no life. A fire after it's died usually has left, has left nothing. And that is where legend has it that the phoenix rises. Another example of rising up out of um, hard situations is the lotus flower. The lotus flower is actually rooted in mud and completely surrounded by water, but somehow it finds a way to bloom and grow. The lotus pushes its way up through the muddy water to find sunlight, and as soon as the bud hits the surface of the water and really takes in the sunlight and the air, a single petal opens, signifying its achievement, which I think is just so magical. The lotus flower is a great symbol of achievement, of waking your, making your way through that muddy, murky water when you can't see your destination, when you can't see what lies above the water for you. Your clarity is not there, but you're still pushing through and striving. That's, I can totally relate to that as it, <laughs> as it compares to like the, my decade of my 20s. Going through depression every day was just muddy, murky, and you can never see that, that clear that clearness that waits for you on the other side. And then the last of, uh, the last example I have for you is a pearl. A pearl is made from an irritant, which is usually a, a parasite. A parasitic element tries to work its way into the oyster to destroy it. And the oyster's defense mechanism is to coat the irritant, the parasite, with a fluid. And after layer upon layer upon layer of this coating is attacking the parasite, um, that's how the pearl is formed. These layers and layers and layers make this lustrous pearl formation. And so it's really an example of just taking the things that in life that usually tear us down, the things that are we think are out to get us, but through working through them, through fighting them off, we end up making something so beautiful and so valuable out of that situation. So do you know what all these things tell me? All these, all these stories, the koi story, the phoenix story, the lotus flower, the pearl, all these things tell me 
that this has been done before. This is a process that is completely natural to the way that this earth works. If it's done before, it can be done again. Just like crystals, we all value our crystals and I'm getting into new um, new crystals and learning how to work with them and what their healing properties are. But what is a crystal? A crystal or a diamond or any um, stone like that, it is made by the pressures of the earth. The pressure and the temperature, all of those things compact and really birth this beautiful crystal under these situations that are so tremendously painful. <laughs> And so if you see these processes, example after example after example of these situations that are that are really hard and 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 dark and murky and just these situations where nothing should be living and thriving. And you see these things, these koi fish, these these pearls, all these examples of how beauty is birthed out of these situations. I know that this is a natural process and this is something we all must go through. This is something that we must use to our advantage to come out that brighter pearl, that brighter crystal to turn into something fantastic. And that's why we're made to rise up and shine bright. This last week or so, um, I came across Brene Brown's Netflix special, and I know I've seen this before, and I've listened to it probably on YouTube, but um, for some reason, I got I had this call to go and listen to it again, and there's so many different things you'll pick up when you start listening to books and speeches over and over again that you just didn't hear before or you weren't ready to hear. So I was really happy that I found Brene Brown's um, special on Netflix and rewatched it. One of the things she talked about is the difference between belonging and fitting in. And she calls belonging and fitting in opposite sides of the spectrum, which is really interesting because just on a whim, most people would say belonging and fitting in are, are the same. But Brene Brown says that belonging and fitting in are complete opposites. She says that fitting in is um, basically assimilating to the world around you. You start picking up on cues and and um, different aspects in your surroundings and your environment, and you start learning how to protect yourself from potential dangers. You start learning how to assimilate to become what you want to become in this world. Like something as simple as wearing the slacks or the suit will get you a good job. That's assimilating. And I really relate to this because fitting in is what I spent my whole life doing. If you have people pleasing tendencies like myself, I'm sure that you've done this as well. I became the other person in my relationships. I became the person that my work needed me. I became the person that my family needed me to be. I assimilated to all the situations I put myself in, which none of that is necessarily bad. It's that often we seem to lose ourselves and our own sense of identity in the process, which is exactly what happened to me. If I assimilated to the relationship I was in and you know sooner or later that relationship would end because that person got in a relationship because they were attracted to me 
And during the relationship, I became them. Nobody really wants to date themselves, right? <laughs> so sooner or later, the, they, uh, the relationship didn't work. And I was left with this empty sense of self. I was left with this shell of somebody I wasn't aware of. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I belonged. I didn't know what to do with myself after the relationship. I had to find something else to assimilate in. That's usually my work or my family. And so instead, what Brene Brown says is we need to find a place to belong. Belonging is where we are free to be completely ourselves and where we will be loved just the same for it. I totally, totally forgot that before we were watching Brene on Netflix, that both her and her husband were competitive swimmers. And if you have listened to my Owning My Truth series called I'm Learning to Breathe Again, you'll know that I personally grew up in a pool and being a swimmer took up most of my life. I was competitive at the age of six. Um, I jumped in the pool at three, competitive at the age of six, and swam all throughout high school and a little bit after high school. But in high school, I was given the nickname of the Army of One. And this was because um, I had swam all my life, but the high school that I went to didn't have a swim team. Luckily, uh, one of my very first swim team coaches, I believe she was my coach when I was six. She had been following my career after I left that team. I circulated a few different teams. The first team actually disbanded. So that's the reason I had to leave. But um, I circulated all these other teams in the local area. And lo and behold, my very first swim coach became the high school swim coach for our rival team. So <laughs> she ended up talking to the faculty and the athletic director and asked if we could do a co-op so that I was able to join their swim team from a different high school. So there was one other girl, she was two years older than me. So when I was a freshman, she was a junior and she was doing the same thing. She would um, drive herself over to our rival high school um, and she would swim on their team. So the athletic director decided that he would let me, because of the advice of my coach, he would let me join the swimming co-op and be able to swim at meets um, on behalf of my high school, but during their high school's uh, actual meets and practices. But I was also in the agreement that I would be the last person to do that. <laughs> so after Jesse, my um, other swim team member, after she graduated a year later, my um, junior and senior year, I was the only one on the high school swim team for Arlington. And so therefore, I was given the nickname the Army of One. And when you think about swimming, um, you really think about it being an individual sport, right? The swimmer gets on the block, the swimmer runs their or runs, <laughs> the swimmer swims their race, and then it's done. But swimming is actually a team sport. Um, 
It's an individual event, but a team sport. And um, you can also find the same layout in something like gymnastics or diving or track and field or even kind of bowling for that matter. It's an individual event, but it's a team sport. The important thing to look at when it comes to these sports is understanding the concept of oneness and how it applies to the individual event. So in swimming, the team doesn't win until each individual swimmer betters themselves in their event. This is a great example of what we need to do as a world. If each one of us is in our situation as the phoenix, we burn, we, we're in this fire and we're fighting for our lives and all of a sudden we rise up out of the ashes and start working on bettering ourselves from the situations we were in. If we start blooming like lotus flowers in the muddy water, then each person will affect the next person and will show hope and will shine light on the process that these painful things can really bring out beauty and growth and and awesome awesome aspects to ourself if we fight through them and when each person is focused on their own individual event their own individual life event it will overflow collectively and the whole world will win. Just like those sports, it's an individual event, but a team sport. We're all here on this earth together. We're all fighting our own fight, but we're in the same war. We're in the same battle. And so I believe that we were meant to rise up out of our pain because situation after situation, there's so many examples of this process being a natural process. If we start rising out of our pain, turning our mess into our message and living like this was a team effort based on our individual process, based on our individual event, based on taking our crappy situation and turning it into something marvelous and something beautiful, magically transforming into this majestic being <laughs> that we are meant to be, we will all benefit from finding a place to belong. We will all be loved for who we are. And we'll find our soul tribe. Our soul tribe are those people who accept us for that unique person that we are, no matter what, unconditional love, because we are unique and bright, because we all have talents, traits, and skills that will help the collective team. If we view ourselves as this army of one, yes, we're fighting this battle ourselves, but we know that we're in the same war as everyone else, we can all grow together collectively. And I think it's time. It's time. It's your time to rise up and shine brightly to be that bean. Because if you can stand up and shine brightly amongst the muddy water, amongst the guck, not being able to see that you're that lotus flower, if you're still fighting and rising up, that will in turn domino effect to somebody else. She can stand up in the muddy water. Why can't I stand up in the muddy water? And sooner or later, we're coming together as a collective team 
of healthier individuals because that's all it takes if we have if we if we go back to the swimming analogy if we have all michael phelps on our team then we're all going to be you know gold medal winners and our team is going to be a gold medal winner our world will be a gold medalist <laughs> but we all have to realize that our path could be paved in some really hard stuff it is this is life but know that this is a process that's natural in the world and you will make it to the other side if you keep fighting and we're all here to lift you up in that process because we are a team we are a team so it's time for you to rise up because you were meant to rise up and shine so let's do this thank you so so much for listening i love you guys I hope that you enjoyed that and I will see you tomorrow in the spiritual hub with Jessica Dinatali on Facebook. Go ahead and search the groups or hit the link in the show notes below and I will talk to you next week. Bye guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let me take this time to remind you, stop dimming your light. You do not need outside validation anymore. Everything you need is already inside of you. Stand brightly because the light is all around you. You are never truly alone, even in your darkest moments. Embrace every aspect of you and start living truly authentic to your soul. Everything you want is in the light above solitude. Until next time, friends, I love you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love what you heard and you feel called to support my work, you can now do so by buying me a coffee. A donation is never expected, but always greatly appreciated by me and my pack. Your support helps keep my content flowing and my platforms as ad-free as possible. So head over to lightabovesolitude.com and look for the support tab. While you're there, you can check out all the great ways to stay connected with details on my membership, motivational text messages, and links to all my socials. You can now even drop me a voicemail by clicking the mic icon in the lower right corner. Thanks again and keep on shining, friends.